Welcome to Swift Unscripted. Swift podcasts give you, the listener, the opportunity to hear the inside story and be part of the conversation about all means all with leaders in the field of inclusive education and school-wide transformation. Today, we are sharing a podcast that was recorded by Kimberly Breen with leaders in the Bakersfield City School District in Bakersfield, California, on the topic of using Swift Fidelity Integrity Assessment, the Swift FIA, to bring about continuous improvement. Hello, welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us today for a SWIFT podcast where we'll be talking about and learning a little more about how to use the SWIFT FIA within a multi-tiered system of support to bring about continuous improvement. So I'm um, happy to be here in the Bakersfield City School District and I'll ask if the two of you would please introduce yourselves. Hi, thank you for having me. My name is uh, Lamel Kwan. I'm an uh, elementary school principal at Casa Loma, TK through fifth grade. Excellent. And my name is Dr. Tim Fullenweider. I'm the Director of Instructional Support Services here at the Bakersfield City School District. Excellent. Well, thank you both for making the time to let others hear a little bit about your experiences using the FIA. So the SWIFT FIA is the Fidelity Integrity Assessment. And the idea of that tool is to let leaders and school staff and families and others have some time to reflect on how things are going in the school and consider ways to continuously improve our efforts. So I asked you all to join me in this conversation today because I've been really excited to hear about some of the unique ways that your school district has implemented the FIA and embedded it in many of the other things that you do. So Tim, would you comment maybe briefly about your involvement in the California scaling up MTSS process, how you all kind of got introduced to the FIA, and then some of the messages you've given to principals. Yeah, so we were really fortunate to have our county office, uh, Daryl Thiessen at our county office, contact us and say, hey, would you like to be knowledge development sites for this MTSS scale-up in uh, Kern County? Of course, we said yes, and uh, we're excited and we're able to take a few, a uh, couple principals and our director of curriculum and instruction and myself uh, to receive some training support from Kim and from others. And uh, during that time, we you know, really we were introduced to the FIA and, and how that tool could be used to build a consensus with a school leadership team around the conditions, the current conditions at the school, and also be used as a planning document to support future planning and actions. Excellent. Thank you so much. So uh, some of your schools started using it originally. Um, would you speak just briefly, like how many schools first used it, and then do you know about how many might be using it now? Yeah, so we, we had two schools that first used it, and, and um, you know, I had the privilege of going out watching them do it for the first time, and, and I have to say, uh, won't mention the, na- the name of the school, it was kind of funny. The first time we saw, saw someone do it, the the principal led like the whole thing and I remember just sitting there just listening the entire time and and just kind of waiting okay till this was kind of over with it but the principal's doing all the talking and then afterwards you know we reflected on that and we really talked about that and what was great was that that was one of those like first attempts in doing something that we all learned from and we realized okay if we're going to actually like train other people to do this like what does that look like and how do we like help them and and from this process so that they learn from you know our first initial like attempts at this so so from that we um you know we really developed what the process really should look like we really um, developed the consensus building process that was actually modeled for us in the training that we had uh, but but developed it a little bit more and and then we decided that 
um, every school in our district needed to do this. Um, that it was such a valuable tool and a resource for principals and teachers and the community to really take ownership and have an impact on the direction of the school that it, it couldn't wait for, for that to happen. So I managed to convince um, uh, our assistant superintendent that this was critical and, and he said, okay, I mean, he, he saw the potential uh, and we began training our administrators on it, our principals and our vice principals on, on this process. That's excellent. So you went from two schools to how many? 43. Awesome. So that's taking something really system-wide. Yeah, and I mean, here in the Bakersfield City School District, I mean, that's that's kind of what we do. We want to give schools autonomy, but within a framework, a very consistent framework of, of, of uh, you know, key core elements. And so we have, um, you know, what we call key levers that we um, leverage, if you will, to move the work you know, for students. And one of those is, is having strong student support systems. And so this naturally fit into that key lever to help really reflect on that. And um, we just thought it was a natural fit and a great step forward into the future. That's excellent. And, you know, the experience you talk about of leaders first experiencing having lots of people at the table giving voice is kind of new for a lot of places, right? It's it's not that common that principals get to sit with their staff, a variety of staff from throughout the school and family voice, to really um, make that uh, make some decisions in a very d- democratic way. Um, so, uh, Lamel, would you comment a little bit on maybe just that the first time that Tim, the district, came to you and said, "Hey, here's a tool." Um, any of your first thoughts or reactions to that? Yeah, what I really appreciated is that we were given plenty of time to digest and process what this tool looks like. So well before we actually brought it to our leadership team and our staff, um, we meet once, once a month with our admin leadership, and we call it ALI, Admin Leadership Institute, and they presented us with all of the elements. So we actually went through the process as leaders, what each element was on the tool, how to respond, how we can facilitate the meetings. Um, so that really helped a lot. So once we went back to our school sites, um, it, I felt like it was very seamless. Um, and so when we went through that process, the team and the discussion that arose from looking at each element, answering the questions, reflecting upon what our school site has, what structures we need, and next steps are really, really helpful um, in determining what our school site plan will look like for the following year. I love that description. So I, I hear you almost referencing that the district used a form of direct instruction yes. on school-based leaders. Mm-hmm. So it, it was, the process was modeled, the steps were explicit, so folks felt competent and comfortable bringing it back. I, I had to highlight that because I think that's a really good tip for people to take mm-hmm. hearing our conversation here today, that our leaders want to feel capable of doing this work. And we want districts to give our school-based leaders the tools that they need so that then they can have some of the difficult conversations with staff. Mm -hmm. Well, and along those lines, to make more instructional connections, we in a way had a a way of doing a formative assessment about where our our principals were. So Mm -hmm. our area administrators who who run cluster meetings with our principals, as our district's large, it's broken into four clusters, uh, actually went 
even more in depth over each item and facilitated question and answer conversations and generated questions. And all those questions were actually included on a shared Google Doc that we could share amongst all the clusters and with myself and leadership down here. And so, um, you know, as questions came up, um, for those of us who had a little bit more deeper knowledge or tra training in the area, we were able to quickly type in the answers and give feedback to principals and also, like, gauge what are what's coming up. Some of it was language. You know, what does this term mean? And what is what, what, are, what are we doing here? And some of it you could tell was we need to do a little more uh, maybe support for the principal and feeling comfortable yes. uh, based on the question they had. And then also we're able to leverage, you know, support through um, the SWIFT Center, you know, through you, through, through Kim, um, who was out visiting and we were able to have a whole in-depth discussion about certain elements with one of our piloting knowledge development sites. And that then gets filtered to all the other principals through that, that document. That's great. Um, so that if there's ever a question, we can also say, hey, refer back to here. Or, you know, we actually laid out the question for right. this. And that took a process of, a, of like three months, didn't it? I would out? say so. Mm -hmm. What I appreciated about that was um, the fact that we were able to get clarification on any of the uh, elements that... Um, seemed a little bit vague or just, mm -hmm. um, like you said, the language. That really helped a yeah. lot. So then when we brought it back to our sites, we were able to explain what those questions yes. meant or what the elements were actually referring to. You're, you're both bringing up a, a really good point that we recommend that sites do some kind of calibrating. Exactly. And so the FIA is a tool that sets a pretty high expectation for school implementation. There aren't that many items. There's only 22 items, right? Yeah. So every item is very, it's very comprehensive, almost like very robust. They have a lot in each item. And the SWIFT Center encourages every school district to allow themselves in some ways to define what those terms mean. Mm -hmm. And although throughout the country there's a lot of similarity, there might be some unique uh, definitions and use of, of terms. So it's great that you kind of set up a system for yeah. calibration where district leaders could chime in, school leaders could chime in, and to know that some of the things might have been new concepts mm -hmm. because they might not have been things the district was working on previously. The, the other thing that we had to do um, was, you know, in the past in this district, we have we've had rubrics before, if you will, mm -hmm. like this, a rubric for a school, a rubric for the district. And sometimes the tendency with a rubric is um, people can feel very self-conscious if they're at the lower end of the scoring yes. on a rubric. And it can even feel like um, it can really damage the self-worth of the leadership team in a yes. school. And it's sometimes very hard for people to be honest with themselves because they don't want to have that a zero yes. or a one. They want to be a two or a three and, mm -hmm. and feel proud about that. And so we, we had to do, I think, a lot of conversation and communication about, you know, it is really okay to be wherever you are. Yes. Data doesn't define you. Yes. It's just where you are right now. Yes. You know, we can all choose to grow. You know, it's where we are. It's not who we are. Exactly. And um, that, you know, that was a, a really critical component for us because some of our team members felt had some trauma, like yes. when you come back from previous experiences with walkthrough data or outside yes. entities coming in and evaluating you and, and it all seems so punitive. Yes. The, the beauty of this process was we attempted to make it in a way 
where it wasn't punitive at all, mm -hmm. that it was solely to help the school inform where they were to write their plan. Yes. So if schools already have to write school plans. Yes. So why not use a tool to help you? We didn't ask for them to give us the score. We don't have it recorded in a database right. anywhere. We're right. not. We're asking the school to do it. They can put that in their plan, but it's really not about that. The score. Yes. It's about, you know, did you reflect authentically, and what's your next steps to grow? I love that because I heard Lamel say earlier that it's about the conversation. Mm -hmm. Really, it's about that dialogue that happens way more than the number, mm -hmm. because, like we said, there are a lot. There's a lot of items built into each of those questions, and uh, to score high on the FIA is is hard. Because when, once schools are scoring very high on all those items, you know, you've, you've accomplished so many of the things that many sites are going to be working on for quite a while. So mm -hmm. would you chat a little bit about the process? Like, how did your staff first feel about that, um, you know, scoring themselves and sometimes sure. feeling like some items might have been a zero or a one? Well, going back to Tim's comment, um, I'm really glad that they made that message clear that it's okay to be at a zero or one. Um, it's not punitive. It's more of a tool and a resource to guide your next steps for your school plan and actions. And so that's the same message I gave to my staff. And I think that really alleviates on our end and the staff's end that anxiety that they might feel about having to rate themselves because we all want to do well um, when we're looking at our school. And so that really helped us have those honest conversations. And so I gave that same message. I front-loaded my team. You know, we're here to be honest. We're here to reflect truly what our school has currently, mm -hmm. what structures and systems we have, and next steps going forward. So that was really helpful, and that really did facilitate those honest conversations and allowed us to really evaluate where we are and um, what our next steps would be, like I said. And so that's the message I gave. And then every time we looked at the items, you know, it was really interesting to see. Sometimes there was complete agreement on some of them. Sometimes there was twos versus zeros. And um, I, before I spoke, I was always the last one to speak because I wanted to Excellent. hear what, what my staff thought on each of those items. And so we all justified, why do you think we, you, we were at a two or why were you at a zero? And it was really interesting to hear what they had to say because it's their perception of what elements we did have, what we did not have in place. And so when I gave my two cents, it kind of, you know, sometimes I did influence, sometimes I didn't. And right. so I, what I really liked is having that discussion. You know, what do we have? What, 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 what's lacking here at our school site? Yeah. And, um, and I was able to clarify some of the things. You know, we do have these items in place. It's just not directly called out. Or, you know, I agree with you. We're at a zero. And right. these are things that we can definitely look toward next year right. in implementing. So let me ask, uh, I know in the trainings through the California MTSS project, we talked about some ways to come to agreement when there is a diversity of opinion in the room. How did you all reconcile that? Say even after discussion, you had some twos and some zeros. Can you let us know how did you end up finalizing on a score? I think, like I said earlier, it was the, the discussion that arose. So we had to justify why we thought we, you know, we rated ourselves on a certain element. And so once we discussed it and once we thought, okay, yeah, we do need growth in this area or we do have these current structures in place, then we were able to come to a consensus on, on each of those items. Excellent. Mel, let me ask you a question. Did you use the voting cards at we all? We sure did. Yes, that helped. So <laughs> I gave them time. Actually, what I did was um, 
I gave them homework. So I printed out that Swift via document. I said, look over each tool so we can make our meeting more efficient. So you already know what you want to discuss. And so then we had the cards. So everyone had the zero, one, two, three. And then I just counted to three. Show me your cards. That way we weren't influenced by, okay, she said it's a two or the principal yes. said it's a two. So I think we should go with that vote. And so that really helped a lot. And that was part of our training. We, we had that in our training. So that was excellent. Well, and then one of the things we, we talked about, too, was, you know, you always kind of start with the lowest level of right. agreement. Mm-hmm. Because it's that person who thinks that we're a zero has probably clear ideas why there's things that are missing. And so we then have, would have to show evidence that those things are actually present, mm-hmm. which is more likely than if I have an overinflated idea that I think we have all these things already, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'm talking from an emotional perspective. Mm-hmm. We want to build up from the bottom to where we are as opposed to take the whole group down from the top and, and ruin that emotional feeling yes. that some are having. Yeah. So that consensus building process has been really powerful, and we've used that in other avenues like our face team walks and where parents give, you know, that governance uh, kind of feedback to us, um, we have them do the same thing. So I was actually going to ask to, to hear a little bit more about this process. I, I know your district does something that's pretty unique mm-hmm. in giving families an actual rubric or tool uh, to be able to give some explicit feedback in their schools. So has your school engaged in that family and community engagement process of letting families do a sort of walkthrough of your building? Yes, we have. And actually, I believe it was called our uh, climate and environment walkthrough. Culture and climate. Culture and climate. That's what it was. And so they had a, it was pretty extensive as well. And um, they had the rubric. Uh, We met ahead of time, looked at it, um, and we walked our campus. And from looking at, from how our office staff engages visitors to the physical environment, signage, whether it's clean and welcome and engaging, to classrooms, how the teachers facilitate learning in the classrooms, and how what the environment looks like in the classroom, from physical to the relationships you can see present. So it was very, again, it was a very informative process. It helps, I think, all of these tools are very uh, valuable because it shapes how what, what structures we have and what next steps we can implement. That's excellent that you actually were so welcoming and opening to invite that kind of a family walkthrough in their perspective. So similarly to the way you said staff might sometimes have differences of opinion, Mm -hmm. um, how does that process wrap up? So I believe at the end, the principal, you would sat with the families. Mm -hmm. Can you just chat a little bit, other, other administrators listening who might feel really anxious about oh, geez, would I be okay opening up my doors to families walking through? Can you chat a little bit about how that felt for you or the benefit to you as the leader? Absolutely. There was no anxiety on our part because we, as a district, have really worked towards engaging our families, which is why we have a face department and we have a family and community engagement liaison at every school site. And so I think we're really fortunate to have that. Um, so we took our parents through the process well before we did our actual walkthrough. So we looked at the tool, the rubric. Um, we front-loaded them on what the process would be, that they would actually vote, and we're going to do the cards again where they show it so that no one's in influencing Excellent. someone else's vote. And so on our end, I think that um, our department, our district has done a really phenomenal job in, in helping us with that aspect. And... Um, 
yeah, yeah, there That's was no anxiety. Great. And the parents were very honest. And again, the discussions that arose from that tool. And that's, yes. I think that's key, is hearing their perspective and yes. their perception of the school site and how it's going to inform us and the way we involve them and the way what structures we have in place that might better facilitate their perceptions, their involvement, how we can better engage them. I love that. So for our listeners to know, we did another podcast just earlier today with that FACE department and one of the family members from your school district. So if people are listening to this and want to know more about how to get this kind of feeling from a principal that there's really no anxiety about including families because it's sort of just the way you all do business, I'd encourage them to check that one out as well. So let me ask you, how did that data maybe impact or inform your FIA process? Was there a connection between that culture and climate walkthrough and how your team then sat to do the FIA? Absolutely, because I know there was, I don't remember off the top of my head, but there was an element about parent involvement. And so the teachers weren't aware of that. Um, and so I, you know, I was able to bring it back to that tool. Um, and again, like I said, the, the discussions that arise from these tools are very valuable. And that's where I was able to bring up the data from the face climate uh, walkthroughs. And so they were able to see that connection and be able, and that kind of informed their vote on how, what, where we were on the rubric. That's great. So uh, folks listening can think of having families sit with their team in completing the FIA and or actually getting more families involved through a process like this where then that data is brought into that meeting. Right. So um, I love that connection. And I love that you use some of the systems and tools from the FIA, like the voting cards in the work that you did with the families as well. So uh, folks throughout the state of California and around the country uh, might just be starting to think about if they wanna use the FIA themselves. And as you both mentioned, schools and districts have lots of tools already, rubrics, matrices. Um, can you comment You know what, what was different for you all at the district level, at the school level about using this tool? Maybe, um, you know, what would you say to someone considering if they should use this or if they think, you know, they have something else that already does the job? What I find valuable about this resource is that it's um, comprehensive. It covers multi-tiered systems of support. So all the way from academics to parent involvement to the SEL aspect of our schools. And so, whereas before when we evaluated our um, single school plan for student achievement, it was more of an afterthought. And we did it out of compliance sake, to be honest. And so with this tool, I find that it really is, allows us to reflect upon our current systems, practices, and our perspectives. And so it helps shape, like I said, um, what we're going to implement for the following year and what we may need to change, what we may need to continue doing. And honestly, with my tool, with our evaluation tool, we had a lot of zeros and ones, and I'm not afraid to admit that. And uh, th like I said, the discussions, we what we did with our team was we prioritized, okay, we can't change everything at once. Yes. That's impossible. So we prioritized what is high priority right now that we may need to work on for the following year. What are some systems and structures we're going to implement to move? It's not just to get a higher score. Really, it's not. It's really about um, what are some systems and structures that we can improve upon and ultimately, it's for the betterment of our students. Yes. How are we going to impact our students? And how are we going to better support them in these high-priority areas for going into next year? Excellent. And it can be fun. Uh, some sites do this tool once a year, but generally recommended they use the FIA either two or three times right. a school year. But that's why we always recommend, you know, it's better to under-vote 
and then watch the movement, right? Mm -hmm. Because then you can really celebrate when a zero goes to a one or a one goes to a two. And you know that it was really genuine improvement. Mm -hmm. So how about from the district level? Well, so the the other thing I think, um, you know, related to this um, is it's something that can, can live in your mind as a lens all the time. Mm-hmm. So we've looked at, well, how do we layer the elements of the FIA, because it is so comprehensive, over departments in our district, um, over our cluster meetings, our leadership meetings, so that we continue to build connections to it throughout the year so that the reflection isn't a one-time right. event where we got everybody together and we did it because we had to do it and turn it in, but it's because it's something we live and we breathe and we can always refer back to. And we're still, I think, developing that as a culture, but we're taking some strong steps to really include that with our principals and our site leadership and in moving forward. That's great. So they came up in our talk earlier about um, when we do things genuinely, when you truly invest in them to make an impact and not because it's on the list or to cross it off, um, it actually is energy creating rather than energy draining. So I feel like you're commenting on it's not a one time or a three time a year thing. It does become more of a living tool that you're always kind of reflecting in the back of your mind as you're working on creating action plans and as you're seeing things get put into place um, that's kind of ongoing throughout the year. So that's well, great to hear. Because I'll tell you, when you don't do that, and we've had lots of examples of this in our district, the minute that the person who is championing yes. the tool or the program or the system leaves or something happens or the principal leaves, it all goes away. Yes. Everybody can't wait for that moment because they want to get rid of it and, and do something else because yes. that didn't work and we didn't like it. Yes. And we've really had to learn some hard lessons from that. And if we're going to do a whole district scale up of some sort, we had to find ways to tie it into existing things and then give people time and space to feel comfortable with it while still maintaining the, re- the requirement, you know, the, the standard that it's going to be done. And that it, but it's for you, it's not for us. And how do we take deliberate yes. actions to, to show that, to model that, demonstrate that, that it's for the school, it's for them, it's not for the district office. I think that's a great sort of tip for other leaders listening to this to be thinking about if they were going to roll out the use of the FIA or even as they roll out any of the components of a multi-tiered system of support to kind of give those those messages. So um, would you have anything else to share for principals listening, um, you know, motivation, tips, ideas, if they're feeling a little hesitant about it right now? Well, like I said earlier, I think this is very valuable because it's relevant, like Tim said. It aligns with the work that we are currently doing, and it's a living, breathing document and a tool that kind of informs us as we do the work that we do daily at our school site. So that's what I like about this tool. It's very relevant. It, it aligns with the work we're doing, and um, it, the discussions, like I said, that arose from my site leadership team was very valuable in informing the decisions that we make going forward. That's great, Lamal. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I'd just like to close with that. You know, again, the more voice that you afford your school community, be it your teachers, your parents, community members, and your students, the more likely you are that you're going to build a community that's going in the same direction for the betterment of the people that we serve. 
And um, this is a great opportunity to do that. And that's what I would say. Use the SWIFIA, but make sure you capture the voice of everyone so that it's not just one person's idea of how the school is going. That's excellent. What a great comment about capacity building and sustainability. Um, So if folks want to learn more about the exciting things happening in the Bakersfield City School District, I invite you to visit their website. Um, Lots of these leaders also tweet out the activities that are happening in their district. I am a fan of the district. I always like to watch and see the events you have for student voice and family voice. Um, So thank you both so much for sharing your time with us today and your stories. Thank you for having us. Thank you. If you want to know the full story about equity-based MTSS, just go to swiftschools.org where you can find lots more resources and stories in the field of school-wide transformation. Swift Education Center provides support and equity-based MTSS and inclusive education to promote the learning and academic achievement of all students, including students with disabilities and those with the most extensive needs.